Now today is our first Sunday in Advent and as I said earlier our theme for Advent is going to be comfort and joy. It's been a real joy to walk around our streets in this area and to see that lots of people have put their Christmas decorations up early. As you can see I've put mine up and yes it is early for me to have our decorations up but we wanted to join in the spirit of where we're living at the moment and join in with having our decorations up and also because it gives us something to look forward to. But we are still in November. It's only the 29th of November today. But people are preparing for Christmas. That's what Advent means, to be prepared. And so in being prepared, have any of you written your letters to Father Christmas? Now, I don't know about you, but over these periods of lockdown, I've received more letters than I've probably ever received before. I also think I've written to more people than I've written to for a long time. Now, it felt almost as if the art of letter writing had gone, with texts and emails being a far more immediate form of contact. But actually, I was wrong the art of letter writing is still alive and well. And knowing that someone has taken the time and the effort to write, especially if it's handwritten, can mean something special. Now we're using the lectionary readings for our Advent services. And so today our reading comes from a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. And it was a church having troubles. Even though the letter that we read from is called 1 Corinthians, it wasn't actually the first letter that Paul had written to the church. If you look at 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 9, Paul refers to a previous letter that he'd written. But the church had misunderstood that letter and the guidance that it had held. And you know, I guess any written text runs a risk of being misunderstood and misinterpreted, doesn't it? So in this letter of 1 Corinthians, Paul needs to address the previous misunderstanding and respond to the church's current problems. Paul's letters are different to any letters that I've written though. My letters usually start with, dear whoever, but Paul really uses the beginning of his letters to set the tone and to prepare his readers for what's to come within the body of the letter. In the opening three verses, Paul says who the letter's from, he says who it's to, and then he effectively prays a blessing for them when he says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He then continues to pray for the Corinthian churches in verses four to nine, giving thanksgiving for his, this family of believers. This may have been a church in crisis, but Paul is still thankful for them. So Paul writes to the Corinthians to address some things that are going on, some behaviours that weren't great, and some divisions within the church. But running through everything that Paul says in this letter is God. God is everywhere. In the opening verse, Paul calls himself an apostle of Christ by the will of God. He addresses God's church in Corinth, and even Paul's desire in verse 3 comes from God's ability to grant grace and peace to them. And it's no surprise that the thanksgiving is also addressed to God for his work and grace among them. 
One might think that a letter that starts so positively and generously would suggest that the whole letter would be praiseworthy. But although Paul is thankful, he still mentions the troubles that the church is experiencing. But whatever cracks are appearing in the church's relationships, Paul's words bring everything back to God. What he has done for them and what he will continue to do for them. Paul reminds them that whatever knowledge they have or abilities they possess, they have all been given to them by God. In verse 5 it says, For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech <clears throat> and with all knowledge. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God has also given them spiritual gifts to use to instruct God's church, a church that is waiting for God's revelation in Jesus. Paul bases the whole letter on God's work among them and reminds them that God is faithful. God is the one who has called them together in this fellowship and he will bring them through. It seems like the church in Corinth have forgotten a few things though. Everything they have and everything they are comes from God. There would be no church without God. Whatever problems they are facing, the God who called them is powerful enough not only to help them find a way forward, but to strengthen them even as they wait for the revelation of Jesus. So today, what have you forgotten? What things has God done for you? What things has he given you that you've forgotten about? This year in many ways has been a difficult year, but through it all, God has given us what we've needed to get through each day. We may not have expected the coronavirus pandemic, but it wasn't a surprise to God, and he has given us all what we've needed to get through it. I'm sure we can all look around us and see people who are worse off than we are. And actually, those people could look around them again and see people worse off than them. We are blessed people, blessed with speech and knowledge and gifted by God, plus so much more. We can look around us and see things that bring us comfort and joy every day. Over this Advent season, we can bring comfort and joy to children and young people all over the city by buying toys. And that in turn will bring comfort and joy to their parents as they see their children enjoying new toys or games or books without the financial overload that Christmas often brings. So don't forget all that God has given you. I saw a quote on social media that said, now isn't the time to get what you want. It's time to appreciate what you have. So appreciate what you have and thank God for the comfort and joy that he gives to us every day. God bless you. Let's pray together. Bounteous God, you have lavished your finest gifts on each one of us. Thank you for the many ways in which you have blessed our lives with love, hope, friends, family, our church family, and so many other things that we cherish. Help us to be a blessing to others, that they may come to know you and rejoice in your love. 
give us hearts of courage and confidence to step out in the world in service, bringing hope where there is doubt, peace where there is strife, love where there is discord, comfort where there is concern, and joy where there is sorrow. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.